everyone, and welcome to our podcast called the Savvy Marketers Podcast. In today's podcast, we're actually going to be talking about a very important topic that is very close to my heart as part of everything that we do at Savvy Marketers, which is all about designing with the consumer and brand in mind. Throughout human history, the tools and technology around us define how we live, how we work, and how we play. Because of this, we continuously innovate new tools and technologies to solve everyday problems and make life easier, not only for our consumers, but for all of us, because at the end of the day, we are all consumers. What you eat, where you live, how you work, who is in your community, it is all defined by the tools and technology around you. The mere breakthroughs in technology today means we have more choices. Marketers no longer have the luxury of successfully marketing via one single medium. That is why, to engage with consumers and create meaningful experiences, marketers must find a way to keep up with these trends. In today's age of the consumer, personal, emotive customer interaction, they all play a critical role in bridging the gap for what disruption and digital innovation alone cannot solve. For brands to compete, and win, leaders must ensure that their teams optimize processes and communication in ways that create positive emotional experiences for consumers. So, as we think about human centricity, technology, plus life experience, let's take an inside look at what human innovation is all about. No matter the time, humans have always innovated from the Stone Age to the Iron Age to the Agricultural Age and the Industrial Age and the Information Age. We're all living in an important time where it's all about experience. Now, we're all living in the Experience Age. As we think about the Experience Age, to bring it to life in a way that resonates with us all, we currently live in an area of experience. Did you know that, according to Nielsen, 80% of consumers in the United States would choose a luxury experience over a luxury item. This means that how they interact with products or services needs to be meaningful to them. It's not just about the money. It's about delivering our products better so they can experience them better. When we think about technology, of course, technology is changing the way we live, the way we work, the way we engage with others. And based on that, Technology is rapidly changing everything that has to do with our day-to-day -day lives, especially the way we all consume, how we buy and use products, the way we interact with others. But one thing that to bear in mind is that Harvard conducted a global study in which they realized that 32% of consumers would stop using a brand they loved after one bad experience. Can you imagine losing one-fifth of your consumers in a day? Lost. For good. That's exactly what could happen after just one bad customer experience with our product or brand. Even if people love your company or your product, in the U.S., 59% would walk away after several bad experiences, 17% after just one bad experience, and 32% of all consumers would stop doing business with a brand they loved after one bad experience. In other regions, this number 
has actually increased even more. In the case of Latin America, 49% say they walk away from a brand after one bad experience. Therefore, poor customer experience or not being able to deliver on the experiences our consumers desire will be a deal breaker for consumers overall. Now, as we think about consumers, there's a lot of fuss about how consumers have changed and the role that millennials play when interacting, purchasing, or using products. So let's take an inside look at who they are. So as I was mentioning before, we're living on an experienced age, an era where consumers are changing the narrative and have real high expectations on how brands connect and engage with them. Now, in a previous podcast, I talked about global consumer trends and the important role that millennials play into the equation, taking into consideration that the average consumer in the world is a 30-year-old millennial. However, according to a recent study in the United States from A.C. Nielsen, millennials are the most racially diverse generation to date in the U.S. Among those millennials, 20% are Hispanics, 12% are African Americans, and 7% are Asian Americans. But there is a lot of skepticism about whether or not millennials are willing to spend on products. In recent studies, we've seen that millennials represent 26% of households across America, a figure that's grown 2% since 2016. And not only do millennials hold great potential as the new wave of parents, they also carry their fair share of weight when it comes to consumer packaged goods spending, which will grow as they progress in their careers. Therefore, capturing their attention and spending is of growing importance for them. Even though this generation spending will increase over time, millennials already spend more per trip than any other generation. They actually spend an average per store trip or shopping trip $57 in the United States versus Generation X, which is $55, baby boomers who spend $46 per shopping trip, and the greatest generation which spends $40 per shopping spree. Therefore, it's not only the fact that millennials are spending more per shopping spree, but actually, one thing that is important is that 39% of millennials will pay more for a better product experience. 63% of millennials will pay more for a mobile experience. 60% of millennials will pay more for an engaging experience. And 59% of them will pay more for better design. So as we think about product experiences and design, it has to be addressing their needs. What's in it for me? Is it delivering on my needs, on my desires? Is it helping me close the gap or overcome any barriers? As we embark on thinking about how do we do we better design with the consumer and brand in mind, I want you to think about how many new products do you think are launched on a yearly basis in the United States? And how many of those would fail? According to Harvard, they conducted a study where they realized that companies as a whole, including not, tradi not only traditional corporations, but also startups, who launch an estimate of over 30,000 new products each year. Out of those, over 80% fail. Now, why do they fail? Did they did the proper research? Or did they just launch a line extension? Did they look at the journey of the consumer addressing their needs? 
and coming up with a superior proposition that would be compelling? Did they actually support that product launch in a way that would be able to be seen and heard by our target consumer? We could have great new products, but if we don't communicate and engage with the consumer to tell them that this new product is addressing their needs and that it's available at XYZ location, how will they know? Consumers are overwhelmed and bombarded with advertising and daily information. So we need to help break that clutter with relevant communication throughout the entire journey. So as we think about that, how do we become better at innovating? How do we ensure that out of that new product, out of the 30,000 average new products that are launched every year, our product would not fail? First and foremost, we have to think as marketers outside the box. We have to shift from old ways and transition to new ways of connecting with the consumer, understanding what are their needs. Is there an existing proposition out there that is similar to what we're considering? Is our proposition better? At the end of the day, we're all here to play, but we don't just want to play the game. We want to play to win. Therefore, in order to be successful at innovating, we need to have a combination of things. Human centricity is a crucial part. Putting our consumer at the center of everything we do is a crucial component at winning in innovation. In addition, we need to build and foster collaboration across different functions from an innovation standpoint, considering not only marketers, but R&D, people from supply chain, people from regulatory, people from digital, because everything has to be connected. Everything has to really help connect all the dots and bring that idea to life. Therefore, design thinking and experience design are crucial components that help us design with the consumer and with your brand in mind. And that goes into different phases, from gathering deep insights. Again, we know that for majority of companies, they do consumer research or traditional market research. But just like we do, our competitors do as well. So how do we gather deeper insights that are going to help us get into the big aha or that ultimate consumer truth that is going to help set a new standard in the category? The second part that is crucial is how do we leverage technology? And thinking about technology is not only thinking about formulation or packaging, but it's about the entire experience. This is a crucial milestone for that innovation progression. So as we think about that, consumer centricity plays a very important role. As we think about this consumer centricity, it's not a desire thing. It's a must-have in order for us to successfully innovate and design with the consumer and their brands in mind. Therefore, we must follow their consumer journey. No matter the category, consumers expect brands to understand their needs and deliver better experiences. We're all consumers after all. How many of you were so excited about trying a new product? You order it online or you go to the store and you're so excited to use it at home. And when you use it, wow, you feel disappointed. Man, this could have been better. I, I had such high expectations. Well, guess what? It happens to all of us. 
Would you ever use that product again if it delivered a bad experience? Maybe you would still stick and be loyal to the brand, but probably you wouldn't buy that product again. Therefore, just like we're all consumers, we have to think and put the consumers not only at the center of everything we do, but put ourselves in their shoes, experience what they're experiencing. In today's world, consumers can differentiate themselves through the brands they connect and engage with. Think about this. What is that brand that is ingrained in your heart, in your mind, or in your overall soul? There has to be a brand. How did that brand become beloved in your eyes? How did that brand become the brand that you can't simply live without? That's the feeling that we aim as marketers to achieve with our brands and with the brands we market or represent. Either we're marketers or ad agencies representing those brands or being the stewards of those brands. We really want to make sure that we are the brand that really connects and resonates in the hearts and minds of consumers. So one company that has become a game changer in transforming the world of e-commerce and traditional retail has been Amazon. And as Jeff Bezos says, we see our customers as invited guests to a party, and we're the host. It's our job every day to make every aspect of the customer experience better. Imagine if Amazon would not deliver on the consumer experience, not only with the products, but in terms of customer service, on delivering on the shipping date, that the package arrives on time, that the package arrives harm-free and without any issues. If they encounter problem after problem, do you think that consumers will continue to order from Amazon? Absolutely not. Therefore, just like I said earlier, we need to place our consumers, and for those who are targeting from a business standpoint, businesses or B2B, our customers at the center of everything we do. So once we understand this, and we put the consumer across everything we do, we need to leverage the power of innovation through design. At Savvy Marketers, we really love design thinking because it's a creative problem-solving methodology proven for over three decades to really help transform the way we do business and the way we manage brands. And when you think about design, design is to design the design of a design. The first design is a noun. The second, which is design is to design, is a verb. The design of a design is a noun and a noun. They are all connected. And it's really powerful. As we embark on design thinking, we just need to make sure that we're not designing just for brands. We're designing for the people that are interacting with our brands. As we think about the design thinking process or methodology, it comes to life across an iterative process that begins with empathy, which is placing that consumer at the center of everything we do, as we talked about earlier. Define, defining what do we need to solve? What problem do we need to solve or help our consumers overcome? Ideate, in that phase, we're going to start innovating and ideating on possibilities, ideas. It's not just quantity, but quality of ideas. To then go to the fourth phase of the design thinking process, which is prototyping, and then testing. This is an iterative process because as we continue to learn, 
and test, we're going to continue to improve. And many, many Fortune 500 companies have continued to build tremendous innovation over the years following the design thinking process. And very importantly, you don't need to be a designer to be a design thinker. It's all about having an open mindset and placing your consumer at the center of everything you do. By understanding their needs, we're going to be able to empathize and put ourselves in their shoes. To get what they want, we need to deliver on what they want throughout their consumer journey. Now, empathizing goes beyond the obvious when understanding our consumer. Remember, consumers buy for their reasons, not ours. Therefore, it's very important to understand what they want, what they need, and what they desire. Not only what they say openly, but that unspoken truth. As we think about this, let's take an inside look at what emotions play. Emotions play a crucial role when we decide what products to consume or buy. And why is this so important? Because emotions help shape the attitudes that drive decisions and behaviors. And like I said earlier, to get what we want, we need to truly understand them prior to giving them what they want. Once we have done that through empathy, then we start unpacking our observations and defining our challenge. What thing do we need to overcome? After that, we must ideate as many possibilities to then prototype our ideas and bring them to life. Once we have done that, we employ or we deploy on testing the prototype so consumers can compare which works best. Now, a lot of people have asked me, so what's the difference between design thinking and experience design? Design thinking is a proven process. It's an iterative process. However, experience design is all about the act and output of designing. This includes the interaction design, the visual design, and the information architecture. The term is most commonly used with respect to human-computer interaction. But experience design is at its core, does not define the specific process. So once we have come up with that insight and with the idea, how we bring it to life is where we leverage the experience design methodology. So as we think about designing with consumers and brands in mind, I would like to share several examples of brands that have been very successful at doing this. One of them has been Nike not only through their apparel or their running shoes, but also even improving consumer experience and shopping experience through personalization and customization. Another one that is quite interesting is from Amazon. They have a store in Seattle called Amazon Go, where consumers get to experience a seamless automated shopping experience, just like many consumers in many countries in Asia Pacific get to experience leveraging their mobile phone to really interact and pay without even speaking to a cashier. But also, there are many companies out there that have done a very good job at designing with the consumer in mind. And one of them that I love is Disney. Can you imagine when Walt Disney tried to create the concept of Disney and come up with this character, a mouse called Mickey Mouse? Did you know that he had to file for bankruptcy three times before he was able to bring his dream to life? If we think about calculating or giving a number in terms of the value of what Disney as a company represents, we can't 
is absolutely priceless. Why? Because Disney has brought to life traditional family values and help enhance and help us bring back the child within us, the child in us, through their characters, through their movies, through their theme parks, through their vacation clubs, through everything. And they have been fantastic at it. Not only do they do that across everything that Disney plays an important role with their brand, with all their different products, but when you go to a Disney theme park with your children and you stay at one of their uh, resorts, at the Disney resorts, they give you a magic band. You don't need to carry your purse. You don't need to carry your wallet. All you need to do to enter parks, open your room, or pay either for food or when shopping for products, is by using your magic band. That's pretty remarkable. Now, is this something new from Disney? No, they've had it for over a decade, but they've always have focused on delivering better consumer experiences across everything they do. And that's the power of the Disney brand. So now that we have talked about a few brands that have done a great job in designing with their consumers and brands in mind, and there are numerous that we're going to be talking about in other podcasts, let's think about what are some of the brands that have not gotten it right. Can you think of anyone? There's plenty of them out there. Even a company like Samsung, as big at delivering smart TVs, great technology products, a few years back, they came up with a great idea of Samsung 7, a great mobile phone, quite interactive to compete head-to-head -head versus Apple with Apple's iPhone. However, they never expected that consumers would have the risk of getting caught in fire. Who would have thought of that? You couldn't even travel by airplane with a Samsung Galaxy 7. So even big companies could have an impact and could have a big lesson learned when coming up with a new product. It may have a great design, but is the experience all to what you expected? What are the gaps? Another one that comes to mind that came out recently is Tesla. They came up with their new truck. It looked fantastic, great design. A lot of people were really blown away when they saw how great it looked. But one thing that they talked about was, oh, we have unbreakable glass in our windows. So when they went and they launched it live to a big audience and they tried breaking the glass, the, gra the glass broke. Elon Musk said to the guy who was presenting it, who's one of their heads of design, to actually try the other glass and it broke again. Now, we need to understand that, of course, a company like Tesla, which is fantastic at innovation and design through their cars and, and product services, they learned that lesson and they're going to go back and make sure that they're delivering on the promise of delivering unbreakable glass. Now, would that be available by the time they actually launch that uh, truck? Maybe, maybe not. But that's going to have a lot of consumers think twice whether it's worth or not to buy that Tesla. So as we think about those things, there are many products out there and many brands that have done a great job at designing with their consumers in mind. But also, there are other brands out there that may have everything it takes to win, but they just don't know how to do it.
So by thinking of that, one thing that I would encourage you, just like I encourage my clients, is leverage the design thinking process. Co-create with consumers. Have more conversations with consumers. Conduct more observational research. Do more qualitative. Establish a dialogue to understand what do they need, what do they want, what do they desire, and more importantly, what are their expectations for an overall product experience for the product or service you're designing. The more we know, the better prepared we're going to be at really, truly designing with your consumer and your brands in mind. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to having you here next week listening to our next podcast in which we're going to be talking about CES and all the things we learned at CES 2020. Thank you, and thanks for listening. Stay savvy.